Welcome, everybody, to Group Chat Roulette, a new podcast where three childhood best friends decide to bring their group chats to life. I'm Steve. I'm Ryan. I'm Eric. Happy St. Patrick's Day, boys. And welcome to what I'm going to dub the Ryan Trachtenberg episode. That's right. As we put together our weekly notes this week to get ready for this episode, it was really a common theme that I think we all saw. And it's Ryan. Um, you know, he's got some juicy stuff, some good stories. No pressure, buddy. But before we dive in, I wanted to ask you, any special plans for St. Patty's Day? Green beer? Any food choices? Did you do anything with the kitties? Anything crazy? Is that just to Ryan since I don't have any kids? It's to both of you guys. I'm having a nice bourbon. And after this, me, Dana, and our house guests are going to have some beer from Vermont. Um, that sounds lovely. Enjoy. <laughs> uh, no, we actually forgot it was St. Patrick's Day and sent the girls to school in normal clothes. And when we got there, all their teachers were done up in like green. You're the worst like, parents. They're like, where are their green shirts? And we're like, I was like, Oh my God. I went home, got shirts for them. Oh I'm my gosh. Back. Super dad. My kids aren't going to be left out. Okay. <laughs> that was nice. Very nice. That was literally the only thing we did. Mallory and I planned on uh, doing corned beef and cabbage. To be honest, I'm not really sure what that is as I, yep. I Dana did space. that one year and it's just, it gives you lots of gas. I wouldn't suggest it. <laughs> I mean, the recipe that she show, showed me looked delicious and it would be in like the crock pot. It would, you know, be super tender meat. Yeah. And I guess it's more of like a, a stewy type of dish. Um, yeah. And, but yeah, I'm not really sure if I've ever had it just because I feel like this is a vernacular thing where just like we've never really had meatloaf growing up and I'm not really sure what meatloaf really consists of, but we didn't end up Just doing like that. meat and a loaf of bread. I think, right? I don't even know. Yes, uh, I'm telling you. It's meat oh, with bread and like it doesn't have to be with bread. Sauce. It's, a, it's meat in a loaf form. Yeah, yeah. but form. I feel like there's usually crumbled bread involved. Wait, no? there might and be it, bread crumbs. You eat it. it with barbecue sauce. Is that right? Some there's usually put, like, a glaze, like yeah. a glaze of like <sighs> ketchup, barbecue sauce. Like it's, I'm saying that, but like it's a flavor of like right, 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 right. Yeah, it's just so beyond normal in my head to like want to prepare something like that. Um, but yeah, we're gonna have some corned beef and cabbage. I think in a in a week or two, we didn't add that to the meal plan. I think Mallory said one of her uh, residents brought in green hairspray paint or whatever, um, and they did that for the kitties uh, while they put braces on. But happy St. Patty's Day to everyone. Like I said, though, this is Ryan Corey Trachtenberg's episode. And, and the reason I say that, and I kind of want to kick this off with some just general questions that I'm actually going to phrase to Eric. All right. And these questions are to just give some background on Ryan. To our listeners out there, you, you guys already know Ryan. But here's just some additional background. from He's Eric. an average dude. And uh, then we're going to get right into that. From a gambling perspective, Eric, who in our group time, who in our group of friends would you actually consider to be gamblers? Quote unquote. Myself, Steven, uh, Mark, 
Tomo, Kamaselli. Um, Those three names are one person for all of our <laughs> listeners. <laughs> he has many names. Dan, even though he's a little bit of a bitch, he's not listening to this anyway. So yeah, yeah. he's a big bitch. Speak for um, I would not classify Brandon as a gambler or Adam. They probably have won more money than me in the last year with their fan duel strategy, but winning um, does not define gambler gambler. You know exactly what it defines. And yes. you named Adam it- is bigger than Brandon. I will say, but I do think fatherhood has made him probably more safe. Yeah. Um, Brandon, like, I don't even know if I've ever sat down with him at a blackjack table. Nah, he, he gets bored when we're not like drinking at the bar or something like that, but fucking captain Ryan, <laughs> I would say is a gambler, but it's like a limit. It's like I brought 80 bucks and then I'm done after that. (laughs) But he is willing to play. Loves blackjack. You know, that's what I wanted you to say. Right. You know, he's like, would you consider Ryan when it comes to money and, you know, gambling, you would consider him conservative and or average, right? A very conservative gambler. Yes. Okay. So that was just the background that we needed to kind of say out loud, make sure everyone's aware of it. And what I'm going to do, Ryan, is I'm just going to Tarantino this a bit. I'm not going to Tarantino it in the worst way, right? I'm going to give a, this story ends this afternoon with Ryan sitting on his porch, telling his wife, see that new driveway that's getting repaved out there. That's free, baby. Ryan. Bring us back in time. Take me back. Take me back to the beginning because I really want to understand how this started. How did you pay for that driveway, my man? So the beginning really is that Virginia legalized sports betting the week before the Super Bowl, which is fantastic timing because these apps all have great promotions, probably no bigger day than the Super Bowl. So because of that, I was able to create a nice little nest egg in my accounts, basically just doing the free promotions. At some point after the Super Bowl, they've continued, you know, with some basketball. Just just for all of our listeners, on the day of the Super Bowl, Ryan literally sent me a spreadsheet of all of his promos across the, the apps, which I was like, this is impressive. And this I just, think- he's a smart gambler, smart, educated gambler. He's like a... You know, when moms are like super couponers, he is a couponer of gambling. That is a fantastic description. He's like, babe, you know what deals are out today? We're going to make $36. (laughs) I just spit all over my laptop. Um, At some point after I, you know, in that vein, I, I grabbed Sarah's phone. I'm like, all right. Babe, you're downloading these apps too. We are hedging together when we have the opportunity. Whenever there's a free thing, you're doing it too. And we're just going to double up on this. We're going to double dip. Okay. So fast forward to a couple weeks ago, um, I made some big bets. Let me, let me rewind even a second before that. At some point after the Super Bowl, weeks later, after a lot of promotions, I had pulled out any money that I had put in. So now I only have winnings in my house account. money, house money, house money. Yep. So with that, I'm like, I can be more risky. 
Like I can place bigger bets. I can do higher odds because whatever, if I lose, this is free money. Eric. That is a Ryan that we have not seen, you know, like I, I could see him going a little bit of above average, if you will, um, mm. above conservative with the money that ain't his. Right. Exactly. So I'm getting excited. Let me just say about a week before I bought my new car, I was up to $1,300. What? So, yeah. You were holding this from us? Oh, man, it was those prop bets and just random crap, I guess? It was random stuff. It was a few really nice hits. And you anyway, bought I'll... a lot of stock of GameStop, didn't you? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> so I pulled $1,000 out knowing, like, I'm about to buy a car. I'll just, here's an extra thousand towards it. Wow. So you legit at that point knew I'm up a thousand bucks. This is insanely awesome. Yeah. Okay. So okay, probably- this is adding a lot more context wow. to the point of the story. Got it. So I then probably had $300 in my account. From there, I probably got back up to around 700 And that's- Wait, right. Can I ask quick, when you took out the 1000 now at this point, Whenever it comes to sports gambling, I think we're all under the same mantra. We don't hide things from our family and from our wives, but they don't need to be privy to every single detail. Right now, like, is Sarah aware of the first thousand? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, she knows that at this point I'm playing with all house money, so I'm not concerned about it at all. And you're not doing anything wrong. You're not doing anything wrong. I listen, I get what you're. I know what you're saying. I get it. I'm there too, buddy. It's when you get a lot of withdrawals from PayPal that your wife says, (laughs) hey, we're getting married in a few months. Why is there $2,000 missing from PayPal? (laughs) And you get a rocky start to your marriage. Keep going. So you heard, right? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Um, PayPal's broken. (laughs) So... Uh, oh, and the other thing I was going to say is I'm, con- you know, once or twice a week, I'm Sarah, give me your phone. I need to do a quick thing here. <laughs> like she doesn't ask questions. She just hands it to me. I do it in her face. So it unlocks. Good wife. Good wife. Yeah. Anyway. Very good. So I probably got, let's just fast forward to last night. So going into last night, I don't know how much I was up, but I placed some bets that lost. And I want to say I probably started the night around 800 I got down to about four hundred dollars. Wow! I lost. Yeah, you're 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 like a gambler now. You are Eric at the blackjack table when he's had three scotches and is like cursing at people and just rolling stuff because you know at the end of the day when Eric gets like this, he's also playing with house money and that gives you the freedom and that's how big wins happen because you take risks. Right. Every time I've won big. It's F it. If I lose 300 on this hand, I probably will be pissed, but I'm also kind of numb right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The difference is, and I also haven't lost. You're probably drunk in that moment or at least a little buzzed. Um, So you lose 400. You're kind of on tilt. I'm on tilt. And I'm just thinking like, fuck it. If I, I don't think I was, in the mindset that like, I'm going to place a $410 bet. But when I, 
I like doing the live NBA bets. Like I find that that's what I'm better at because I can look at the stats for the game. I can look at the top scorers and see if their stars are playing well. I look at the lines going into the game to figure out who's the better team. And I just sort of use this in a calculation in my head. Okay. I didn't realize we had like an expert on our podcast there. Like this is amazing analysis. I I love it. You are a human risk management software. (laughs) Holy shit. And the NBA, everyone goes on a run. And I'm sure that was also right. in the back of your mind as yes. well. So I saw this. It's a late game. It was the Portland Pelicans game. And it's late at night. I'm to out. clarify for our listeners, Portland Trailblazers, New Orleans Pelicans kind of made it sound like it was the Portland right. Pelicans. They may construe you as a non-sports fan because Eric was a little bit confused because he no. probably doesn't know all the NBA Me teams. Me and Ryan have always loved Sheed. You did it for the Sheed. Back in the day. Oh, Portland Trail. Okay. <laughs> Good name drop, Eric. Rasheed nice. Wallace. Yeah. 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 I love that guy. He was misunderstood, motherfuckers. Yeah. A lot of technical fouls. Go ahead, Ryan. Um, so I was looking at this Portland game. There was only two games on at that point. I think the Lakers and this Portland game. And Portland was losing. They had been losing most of the game, but I saw they were on a run. It was the fourth quarter, I believe. And they were on like, they were at the start of an incredible run. And I was just like, I saw that there was a money line and it was at like 650 at that moment. And I clicked it. And so I need to like, just clarify 650 is six and a half to one to get some type of line like that on a game. That's a massive underdog. This is a losing bet that you're placing. Okay. This is a losing bet for any person who knows gambling knows. Okay. Whatever. I'll hopefully I get lucky. I should say that probably a minute, somewhere between a minute to five minutes before that it was plus 2,500 because like, so I'm watching this line come down and I'm just like, Sometimes what I do, this is weird. This is like, maybe I am a degenerate. Sometimes what I do is, (laughs) Eric's rocking back and forth like Rain Man. Um, Sometimes I'll- Just doing all the math in your risk management software head. Like, oh, if I do this, 246, I win. (laughs) I put in the number, like the bet amount that I would love to do, like $400 and see that big number. And I'm just like, all I have to do is hit submit and I have a chance to win that number, but I never do it. I never do it. Well, last night I did it. So I put in that feeling that I just break up a little bit. You guys can hear me. No, you're good. Okay. That feeling when you actually place it, you'd be like, holy shit. I can't believe I placed that. That's gotta be the feeling, right? My mindset was like it. It's funny. I was surprisingly very calm through this whole process. I think, I think I was very much like, if I lose this, I fuck it. Like I just, I I don't know. I had this weird peace. You get to a point with gambling. You're at peace. If you lose, because you don't have to gamble anymore. Right. You don't need to go on the app. The thousand that you withdraw withdrew is so key. Because yeah. that is 1000 a profit. And that is like, I already did it. Yes. I'm done here. Yes. So, so I, I didn't have that knowledge. We got this text in our group text. 
And now it makes so much sense to kind of really go balls to the walls. Well, I don't know if it ever makes sense, but right. it was risky and it was, it was okay risky. to do it. It was okay Listen, to do it. Whatever. $400 is a lot of money, but in the grand scheme of things, it's just nothing. numbers on a screen. Fuck right. It. Yeah, exactly. So I hit it. I'm watching the game. They're coming back. It's very close. And basically I'll just talk about the last five seconds because the last five seconds were, were amazing. The Pelicans are up by one. The bet that you had, just to clarify, was Portland Trailblazers probably were down by what, like 15 at the time of the bet, maybe. And then you you just bet them to win. So maybe they were down by like 10 or 15 with a couple probably of Probably closer left. to 10, but yeah. 10, the and details don't matter. So <laughs> That's I a great them, point, Eric. Sorry. I watched them come back. Again, they're continuing this incredible run. I think the Pelicans scored maybe like, three points in this run and they scored like over 20. So it's just great. And their star player, um, what's his name? Steve. Dame Lillard. Lillard. Or McConnell. Playing amazing. No, Lillard's the one with over 50 points. And um, anyway, five seconds left. They're down by one. Again, I have $3,000 on the line. I'm now sitting up on the couch, just staring at the screen so intently. The Pelicans have the ball. They're out of, you know, they're inbounding the ball. So they're throwing the ball in. All they have to do is basically catch the ball and keep it away from Portland. They're probably going to get fouled. It's going to go back and forth, but they will probably win. But instead, they inbound the ball and it bounces off the guy that he inbounded to directly out of bounds. So Portland gets the ball. I'm like, holy shit, I have a chance. Crazy. So, of course, who are they going to go to? They're going to go to their star, Dame Lillard. They inbound the ball. He goes to shoot, and he gets fouled with one and a half seconds left. <laughs> and I'm now I'm standing up, and I'm just like, oh, my God, all he has to do is hit these two. And if he hits one, they go to overtime, so I still have a chance. So I'm like, literally, all he has to do is hit one to give me a chance and he hit them both and I immediately screenshotted it it was 12 40 in the morning I sent the text to you guys Tomo was the only person awake and uh it was just euphoria like I I don't know even now I'm just like how did that happen I won well okay technically I won. what's your proudest accomplishment in life well actually I gambled some profits on FanDuel and <laughs> So in that moment, I was like, should I go tell Sarah? It's 1240 in the morning. She's asleep. But this is huge. Like, this isn't I won a couple hundred dollars. This is $3,000. That's yeah. So I go in, I scare the shit out of her because she's sleeping. But I'm like really quiet and I like rubber leg. And I'm like, I just won $3,000. She's like, what? And I'm like, she's like, how? And I'm like, well, I made like kind of a risky bet, <laughs> but it paid off and the team one by one. I was like, I, we just paid for our driveway tomorrow, which I'll tell a little bit about that later. But so it was just, I mean, so like in that moment, I mean, she's half asleep. So I'm sure she's just like, wow, very then she probably like goes to sleep. And yeah, like I mean, for that her, is insane. $3,000. That's that. Like, like you said, a couple hundred bucks, even a thousand bucks, whatever but once you get in the multiple thousands that's yeah. when it's like this is like 
I'm going to feel good for a month, you know, maybe <laughs> yeah. a couple months. It's just an amazing, amazing feeling. When you sent that text and I truly, the first thing I did notice, I was the only friend that I looked at the highlights. I was like, I need to see this game and see exactly what happened. I appreciate that. I was like, oh my God, the last five seconds. I cannot, because Zion Williamson had a layup yes. to win it. <laughs> you know, it didn't even like, that's a great point because he literally got off a layup at he, the end. It just rimmed just, out at the yes. end and was like, would have been an amazing like inbound pass and layup oh my God. Like, in the game. And if that happened, it, I would have cried for you. If that happened, oh my God, I don't even know what I would have Because then you're like losing from a position where you thought you had just won oh. the battle, like the war. Yes. And just to end this conversation and move on to the next thing, the one piece that I left out of this whole thing is they let you cash out bets. So I, at one point when Portland was coming back and they were down maybe by like two to three points, I had the opportunity to cash out at as much as $1,500. So I passed up on that. What? Oh my gosh. You are what's that? What's that show? Deal or no deal. It's like literally like that. And it's like, honestly, you're already in it. Exactly. You're already in it. I was Was your cat now during the inbound that the deflection happened and then the trailblazers got the ball back. I think I might have wavered there. So that at that point it was gone. But yeah, with seconds ago, they usually black it out, right? But like a couple minutes before the end of the game, it was as high as 1500 and I diamond hands, baby. I stood firm. Dude, we are so happy for you. I'm just like the balls on you, like big balls, Ryan. He ain't average anymore. That's (laughs) fucking amazing. And you bought your fucking driveway now how such an adult thing to think about though it's like three thousand dollars imagine if we're younger we're like let's oh go out let's go like buy food for everyone yes like three thousand i'm gonna pay for my fucking driveway tomorrow <laughs> literally <laughs> yep like i said i went into sarah i was like the driveway is paid for <laughs> that's and, at and 3 a.m you tell your or 2 a.m you tell yes. your wife that the driveway's paid for don't worry oh my gosh All right, so you won the bet, which obviously helped with your driveway. But what is the situation? You, uh, it was in really bad condition. You had to get it bigger, or was it yeah. just all cracked up? Yeah, so th- the driveway was probably the original driveway. It was asphalt. It looked terrible. From the day we moved in, it was crumbling. It was horrible. It was like the one thing I knew we needed to get done, but like, driveways are expensive. So we just put it off, put it off, put it off. Finally decided to get it done. Um, a couple of days ago, I just want to skip straight to the stories that are involved with it. I got my driveway redone. There's yeah, nothing, there's probably nothing uh, great there. <laughs> yeah. It got widened. So we're excited about that, which we really wanted, but okay. So there's a number of stories that go along with how things went today. Story number one, I come outside seeing that the contract or guys started to show up at eight in the morning. I go outside. It's not the guy who I dealt with and signed the contract with a couple of days ago. It's one of his workers. So there were two Hispanic guys and an older 
white gentleman that came to the house first. I go outside, I meet him outside. I'm like, hey, how you doing? His response is, trying to get this day over with. <laughs> that, that is not the response you want to hear from the person that's about to put down your $2,000 driveway. No. Am, am I wrong? No, I obviously I deal with a plumber like every other week because, you know, my pipes are just backed up permanently. And I remember I called the plumber like the other week and I was like, hey, can you come take a look at that? He's like, I don't have. He's like, when I get my truck. I'm like, what? Oh, because I asked, when are you coming out? When I get my truck. I'm like, am I supposed to know your truck is in the shop? Like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, uh, I think people literally, as I don't want to classify everybody who's in that line of work, a contractor, any kind of blue collar worker. They they're great craftsmen, and I appreciate what they do, but their social skills maybe are lacking a bit. Yeah. I can't. <laughs> like, Some of them. I'm not in the same boat as you guys, and. I'm so afraid of the days where I have to deal with contractors on a more day-to-day basis. Not really, you know, I haven't even thought about the social skill aspect, which is a great point, but just the fact, the hassle of constantly in the back of your mind, always thinking, I mean, we're going to have many more topics on this podcast about house stuff and house shit and Eric's pipes and Ryan's leaks and everything like that. But it just, it scares the shit out of me and dealing with contractors like, I just feel uneasy. I feel like I'm being like ripped off or something's not being, being done perfectly. And right. I don't like it. Story number two, the guy I dealt with George, George's asphalt pavement, that paving George's asphalt paving. That's the name of the company. Um, asphalt, not asphalt. Asphalt. Sorry. Yeah. It's a little bit better. Virginian. <laughs> pulls up and a little boy jumps out of his car why is there a little boy in his car it is wednesday now granted there's the craziness of covid right but school is still happening my teacher wife is inside teaching students online but a kid not more than 10 years old jumps out of the car and proceeds to help the entire day and play play a pretty significant role in the creation of my driveway. So you witnessed child Child labor? labor. I watched this kid ride, (laughs) drive the steamroller thing. Listen, the two Hispanic guys were not allowed to to drive any of the equipment, but the 10-year-old son... Cause that's what he was. He was driving some of the equipment at some Holy point. Shit. And I'm not kidding. George like, Jr. You do it. Jorge, you get away from that. <laughs> I mean, I watched him like, I don't know if he was, I wouldn't, I couldn't hear it, but tell the, the Hispanic workers what to do. Like tell, like give them directions. And they did what he said. The 10 year old was the, saying this. The 10 year old. Wow. So maybe he dropped out of school already. He's, like, he's already working in the family business. I mean, he's in the family business. I, I saw his dad get pissed at him at one point, And I think he mouthed at him like, I will kill you. 
I will shove your face in this concrete. <laughs> okay. Story number three. Wow. Eventful freaking day for you, man. So, I'm just imagining Ryan like peering. Oh, out I was the watching from the window. Like, the whole what thing. are they doing next? Yeah, I worked upstairs today so I could watch everything. I mean, this, you know, there are certain contractor jobs where like it'd be weird to watch or like it would be weird if they knew I was watching them the whole time. Right. Even this. But there are certain jobs where I'm like, yeah, you go do your thing. I don't need to look. I don't need, you know, but this was like you're tearing up some of my lawn. I don't know. This was like something I wanted to be a witness to. Yep. yep. I understand. So um, they had a backhoe thing. And because we were widening the driveway, they had to tear up a bunch of our lawn to replace it with driveway. So they had a very large pickup truck at the end of the driveway. So the driveway comes down and the truck was parked on the end of it, like perpendicular to it in the street. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yes. So they would, so the George, the George senior, not 10 year old George would <laughs> scoop up dirt and he was going so fast. He's like me getting out of the shower, drying off. Yeah. <laughs> like he is doing everything just like, I'm like thinking, dude, what, what is the rush? You are going so fast in every action. Trying to get this is. goddamn day over with. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that guy turned out to be George's uncle. Um, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? So he would scoop up dirt, turn the thing, drive down the driveway, lift up the thing and dump it into the, and then just do it tons. Of, okay. So I'm watching him at one point, he scoops up dirt, goes down the driveway, lifts it up and then goes to dump it and misses the truck and dumps it on the ground next to the truck. And as he's doing that, his, his dump, dumper thing his what uh like wheelbarrow is it almost or uh, it's like a a big scooper okay fucking bulldozer i don't know i'm not a one of these guys Yeah, yeah, yeah tips forward the back wheels come off the ground and the thing slams into the ground and i'm like oh my god oh my god oh my god wow there's no one like standing there and he just dumped tons of dirt and grass on the end of my like street sidewalk Jeez. and i'm like oh my god because he's going so fast he just missed the truck <laughs> the worst part about it was the hispanic guys were the ones that had to clean it up he just like got out of the truck and just started doing something else and the two hispanic guys ran over and started scooping it i was like oh my god it's a metaphor for society <laughs> man he also broke a cable when he's doing this. Oh, so I'm looking at the window and I see this orange cable coming out from where he had been scooping and it's broken. And I'm just like, don't like, isn't proper procedure when you get something like this done, you have to like spray, like you call the electric company to come out and like spray where all the cables are. You would think. Yeah. You would think. Yeah. I had a tree stump grinded and I remember the guy was kind of eyeballing it and he was like, I'm going to stop right here because I'm pretty sure there's a cable right there. At least he kind of knew. Maybe he had, in- I don't know how they see this stuff. Yeah. Um, and I was like, sure, I don't care. Whatever. <laughs> Get rid of the stump. <laughs> so when I, when Sarah came out and I pointed the cable, I was like, see that cable they just broke? She's like, well, we still have electricity and we still have internet. So 
maybe it was yeah. a phone cable and nobody really has phones anymore but i love was it ever discussed <laughs> with you yes. to him or yes, him to you Later in the day he was like uh yeah we snapped this cable um they should be deeper in the ground do you guys still have power and internet and we're like yeah and he's like all right well i wouldn't worry too much about it then i'm like <laughs> <laughs> all right Jesus. at that point what more can you say last and best story for last this is saint ryan's day saint ryan's day they finish (laughs) they're cleaning up they're putting everything away getting ready to do whatever they're doing next and the uncle who is i'm sorry to say he's just very much a redneck like big pot belly oh good is what it is missing some teeth i saw him smoking um got that (laughs) thick accent i'm sorry i'm just trying to give you like the oh give us a visual he would probably appreciate the redneck term so he comes up and he's he's the one who asked me for the check and i write it out and i ask him if like about the warranty you know had my warranty issues don't want to tell steve this weekend when he visits that i didn't ask about (laughs) the warranty um and he's like i just feel so awkward even telling this He's like, hey, I got, I got one last question for you. Um, those books in your garage. Now, I should take a step back. Sarah is a reading teacher. We have COVID. There's COVID going on. And she moved from a different school to her new school. So there is a lot of stuff in our garage, particularly boxes of books, just sitting there because she hasn't really moved into her new classroom yet. So they're there. Someday they'll get moved, but they've been there for months. Fast forward. Those books in your garage, uh, you know, there's actually one that I really, I'm wondering, can I have it? This is his response to your warranty question? No, no, no. This is just like after that. (laughs) He's like, I'll give you a better warranty if you give me (laughs) I thought he was trying to negotiate warranties with you. He went on. So he's, I'm like, uh well they're they're my wife's books they're kids books too right yeah yeah these are children's books (laughs) so he brings me into the garage (laughs) and he's like that one right there it's nursery rhymes and it's got it's like a nursery rhyme book with like farm animals on the front now i couldn't help but make the connection of like redneck farm animals he liked that one yeah and he's like and he grabs it. He picks it up. And he's like, this book right here. Would you mind if I took, if I take this book? <laughs> and I am just flabbergasted. I, Honestly, I think I would say yes. Yeah. If someone wanted it that bad, you said no, didn't you? Asshole. Wow, you said no. So, you won $3,000 It's like a $3 night. book. Clearly, no, you're absolutely right. You're, you're right. But they're not my books. They're Sarah's books. So- <sighs> I said, well, I have to check with my wife, but let me, let me see. So I start to walk in. He's like, oh, you know what? No, no, no. My, my nephew, he wants to get out of here. Don't worry about it. You know, I'm just trying to, my nephew, I'm trying to teach him something other than the Google machine. And I just saw that book. Oh, Jesus. And, calling to, and I, and I'm like, oh yeah, you know, I'm sorry, but it's, it's that. And I just said like, it's the school's books. So like, whatever. Yeah. I, when I came in to tell Sarah that story, I just felt so awkward telling, like, can you imagine 
somebody happened to be in and out of your garage a little bit. He sees books and he just asked. had the audacity, the balls to ask me for a children's book. It's not, you know what? It's, it goes back to one of our earlier conversations. It's not audacity and balls. It's he had, he doesn't have a care. It's uh, Brian, the painter, right? He has no yeah. filter. Yes. And just like Brian decided to take a truly because he was thirsty at a very exactly. And I, you know what I thought of. It's, it's almost it refreshing exactly like that. It's almost refreshing to encounter those people, albeit bizarre, but it's very refreshing to be like, wow, this guy saw a book. He wanted it. I refuse to give it to him because I'm an <laughs> asshole. And that's no, I'm just joking. Listen, I couldn't afford to buy a new one. Okay, I know. Yeah. I, I was just so in shock that he had asked. And, and for that book. I, I don't know. There was something, something else. Caught, something caught his eye with that book. Could have given him a nice tip of a children's book about farm animals. <laughs> so all in all, was it a one-day type of job? Was it yes. all completed? Yes, it looks nice. great. There's a few little things where I'm like, <sighs> you guys rushed a little bit, but, you know, what are you going to do? All right. Only fitting to end this Brian episode with a hot take. From the very own Ryan Trackenberg. Get your hot takes. Who wants one? They're all hot. So, much like Eric's hot take last week, mine is less of a hot take, more of some thoughts, followed up by a question for my co hosts. So, I got vaccinated last week. It's big. I mean, I got a vacation in two weeks coming up. I got the Johnson and Johnson vaccine one, one shot and done. Um, it was, I have never been so excited to get a shot in my life. I went with Sarah's sister. Um, and we both were saying the same thing. She's a wedding photographer. So she just feels so much better knowing, um, that now she's vaccinated. So it's, it's great. It's great. We went to a mass vaccination event in our county that was billed to be for certain categories of people within 1B. So they listed it as people who were grocery store workers, construction workers. I think veterinarians was on the list. It was specific workers were allowed to come and get it. Am I any of those things? No, I am not. Do I fall into any category into 1B? No, I do not. We went knowing we may have to lie. We didn't have to lie in the end. Um, we filled out paperwork that was basically who we are and some like COVID related questions. And that was it. There was never a question about should we really be here and qualify for this? There were thousands of people there. When I got there, there was probably 300 people in front of us. When the thing started, there was probably 2,000 people behind us. And they told us there was 1,000 shots. But I have a feeling there was actually more. But I, I don't really know. Okay. All this is leading me to my question, which is, 
do either of you, because you both have either been fully vaccinated or are on your way to be fully vaccinated, because Steve, I think you got one shot of the two, because you both did Pfizer, I believe. Yep. Yes. Correct me. Question one is, do you feel any remorse at all, any pang of guilt? Because I believe neither of you should technically have gotten it at this point. So that's my first question. And um, should you feel any guilt? Should I feel any guilt? So I'm curious your thoughts. So I am fully vaccinated and I think there's a little bit of guilt, but then it clear and it, I definitely felt it that day. I think I told you guys the story. I happened to get in line and there was a old guy with a walker and he looked honestly like death, like (laughs) death is coming to his door. And he's like, getting really close to me and you're supposed to be six feet apart, even though we're all about to get the shot. And um, he's like, yeah, what, this was so tough. You mind me asking when you booked it? And I was like, fuck, he knows. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but honestly, he seemed like he had not got out for a year. And I think after realizing like, wow, like he, he's just an old guy who wants to talk and he has nothing. He's not thinking like this guy's young um, and whatever, but I did feel bad because then he was like, I got in, I got an appointment yesterday because I'm, I fall in the group. My wife, a cancer patient, like she can't even get in. And I'm like, Fuck. Yeah. now after thinking about it, I really, and I hope she got a shot at this point because if you try hard enough, especially if you're in those categories, you should be able to get in. You really should. Now, the only thing I feel guilty about is something that like, is unfortunately something that will be with me all my life. It's my privilege. I have privilege to technology. I have privilege to just know people who know when some sites are coming out. So I think it's great that people are getting vaccinated. And I think I'm feeling guilt-free about that, but not guilt-free, but not as guilty as I maybe would have been because this is a good thing. Exactly. Yeah, no, I feel the same way. On the day of, I kind of was like, should I be getting this? Am I taking it from someone else? But you also know in the back of your mind, and I don't know if it was like truly announced by the time I took my shot, but like just in like Biden's speech, effectively everyone in the United States will be able to have one by what, the end of May or like at least the beginning of May or all phases will be released. And you just know they're doing amazing things with the distribution right now. So to me, once I've like heard that, it's not as if taking a shot from someone today is going to impact things in a week because hopefully that person who potentially was high risk is obviously not doing anything until they're vaccinated. So that's how at the end of the day, you're doing your duty by getting vaccinated in my eyes. And that's partially am I like convincing myself? I guess so. But it's it's I think I'm doing the right thing. So, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, I think anyone getting vaccinated is a good thing. So that's, there's that, you know, I think we've sort of said this in our group chat, which is like, eh, this is going to sound terrible, but I know you guys kind of agree, which is like, you know, 
we've got families now and um, I've got two little kids and I'm about to get on a flight in two weeks. And like, if I can get a, if I can get a vaccine, I'm going to get one because it's going to protect me and it's going to protect my family. And that to me is number one, right? I mean, that's sort of how exactly. exactly. And you had to get on that flight. You guys had to take a vacation right during a pandemic. Exactly. You guys needed this. You're an asshole privilege piece no, of shit. No, taking the opposite of what Eric just said, though, <laughs> it is true. You're taking a flight. So, like, you're the person I want vaccinated to stay protected. Thank you. Yeah. Very happy when I heard that you got the J&J. Love Johnson & Johnson. Dr. Fauci, Dr. Stephen Vernacchio. <laughs> anyway, you know. I don't know. It, it's, there's uh, not a lot of fairness. There's not a lot of fairness in life, but it's just like, I don't know. Turn the page. Yeah. I it mean, didn't even exist anyway. I don't want to wear a mask anymore. <laughs> I'm fucking done with this. Give us our freedom back. So did your sister-in-law and mother-in-law get it as well? You guys were like in the same car or next to each other. What exactly happened there? Because I know yeah, it was so, you and your wife's family, right? So my sister-in-law came with me. I mean, we we stood in line together. We drove together. I mean, she lives across the street. So right. there is a there is an added story on top of all of this that involves Sarah's mom, which I can tell quickly if you want me to. Uh, please do. We can end the so, episode with it. So... The day before this all went down, it was a Friday morning. So the Thursday, we picked up the girls from her parents' house and her mom let us know about this event. But she was sort of on the fence. She wasn't really into the lying thing, but she also was like, she f- falls into category 1B, but doesn't is not one of these workers, which the form very clearly in my mind said, it's not that it's for all of 1B, it's for these specific categories within 1B, which she was not. So when we were leaving her house, she said, so are you going to go? And I said, I'm kind of on the fence. Like if I go, I'm probably going to have to lie. She's like, well, I would never condone lying, but like you might be able to go. And like, if they have extra vaccines, which I'm like, they're not going to have extra. There's going to be tons of people there. But she was like, if they have extra or maybe they just like don't end up turning you away because you're already there. So in my mind, I'm like, she doesn't want to lie. Mm-hmm. So I don't think she's going to go. So that night when I decided I'm going and I'm going to ask Sam to come with me, Sarah's sister, Sarah said to me, are you going to text my mom? And I was like, well, I don't think so. I mean, it didn't sound like she wanted to lie. And I think we're going to have to lie. She was like, okay, well, that was a bad choice. (laughs) Oh shit. (laughs) Yeah. You should have definitely texted the mother-in-law. The next morning, Sam was getting texts from her mom who was very upset, not mad, but she's an emotional person. And she was upset that no one told her, especially because we went together. So it makes sense. Yeah. That is both sides. I can see. Unfortunately, sorry, Sam, you're the daughter. So the responsibility does kind of fall on her. That's true. The phone conversation that I had to sit next to Sam while she had with her mom, which was very awkward. Um, You know, she's the daughter. So she's getting the brunt. (laughs) I did send a text. You just play the dumb guy role at that point. Like, huh? I just woke up and, 
Put my shirts on a cane. I sent a text. And let me just say, two days later, I made up for it when at 6.30 in the morning, when I woke up with the girls, I went on CVS's website. I saw there was NASA's appointments. I called her mom at 6.30 in the morning and woke her up and said, get on CVS right now. You can get an appointment. And she did. And she's getting vaccinated tomorrow. She loves you. And she still hates Sam. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. There you have it. I like it. Well, you heard it. All of Ryan's stories, the $3,000 winner, and now he's vaccinated. Like, literally. Best week of your life? It's fucking good. (laughs) Hey, keep an eye out for his reviews. We still don't know what's going to be his beverage review this very next week, but I am stoked for it. Usually comes out over the weekends, or when can we expect a rag guy? You haven't made that schedule just yet. Um, there's no true timetable. Um, I like keeping everyone on your toes. I got, I also have to find another drink. (laughs) Gotta, gotta follow the gram. He has plenty of money to buy some expensive drinks now, which is exciting. And, uh, we'll look out for that. A score will be accompanied with it, right? We are also sponsored by Alani. (laughs) Everybody drink your Alani today. It's a great alternative to soda pop. Love it. Alani new. Boys, happy St. Patty's Day. Great episode. Talk to you next week. Bye, everyone. Happy birthday, Suzanne.